From the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now here's your host, Craig Needles. It's the Craig Needles Podcast at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and on your favorite podcast app, we're there too. And it's just me today, and I wanted to have a quick catch-up on what's going on with the Integrity Commissioner complaint issue at London City Hall and tell you what I know, tell you what I think may happen next, and, and just give you my thoughts on where we have been to this point. All right, so you likely know that Susan Stevenson has received several Integrity Commissioner complaints at the City of London, the Ward 4 Councillor. And she is not someone who has been uh, shying away from controversy since she got that Ward 4 Councillor job roughly a year ago since she was sworn in. Uh, However, that comes with the potential of perhaps rule breaking or at the very least people saying that maybe you did break the rules and the people who know the rules best, the Integrity Commissioner, would say Susan Stevenson has violated the City of London's Council Code of Conduct. So that's where that begins. We'll get into what those violations were and and whether or not you think they're violations, and that's in the eye of the beholder, uh, in just a sec. But first, here's what's going to happen, is on December 19th at London City Hall, there will be a discussion about this violation that the Integrity Commissioner says has occurred. The Integrity Commissioner's recommended response to this, because that comes in the report, is a reprimand. You may remember the reprimand. We've seen it happen before at London City Hall. In fact, there have been two different reprimand debates at London City Hall the last couple of councils. This is the third council in a row where we've had this conversation. I was hoping that streak would end this council. Apparently not so. So the Matt Brown, Marine Cassidy affair situation wound up with a reprimand. Michael Van Holst, when he was speaking at Chris Sky rallies at Victoria Park and the whole thing about him starting his order of blah, 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 religion, whatever it was, that was something the integrity commissioner recommended would wind up as a reprimand. But in what I think was the very worst vote of the 2018 through 2022 council, that reprimand somehow lost on a 7-7 tie. Inexplicably bad decision-making by the seven people who were involved in voting that down. I I found that, quite frankly, embarrassing. Uh, But that's the way things went. Now we're doing it again. I don't think, to get this out of the way first, we're going to be in 7-7 tie territory again this time. I think you're going to see a significant percentage of London City Councillors be willing to offer the reprimand here. So here's what the Integrity Commissioner said has gone on. And here's what Councillor Stevenson has said in response to that. We're going to break all of that down right now. The Integrity Commissioner has noted that Susan Stevenson has broken the code of conduct via social media. The first, I don't really think, is all that big a deal. I I, I disagree with what the councillor put out there, but I don't think this falls into the category of auto violation for me. And that was posting a piece from San Francisco, uh, or sorry, a piece in the United States, I should say. Usually it's San Francisco, but this time it was an American piece suggesting things that can be done to stem mental health issues and drug addiction issues in large cities. So the article said the following, 
The formerly homeless person must accept drug counseling if they are addicted, they must accept mental health services if they are mentally ill, and they must work or look for a job if they are able-bodied. If they don't do these things and return to the streets despite the availability of shelter, they should and can be arrested, for they will not be homeless. No one should be allowed to live in the public spaces of our city. So when you're talking about arresting people for homelessness in a society where we have a demonstrated and specific shortage of housing, that's a completely wrong-headed way to look at things. And the council reposted the article with the comment, London could be first, happy face emoji with hearts. Again, I disagree with that. But if you were saying to me, Craig, is this a violation that the integrity commissioner should be finding here? I, I could go either way. However, while the investigation for that post was ongoing, on September 23rd, so that post was in the summer, on September 23rd, Councillor Stevenson posted three photos of individuals that apparently were homeless. You could see their faces. There was some obfuscation, but not a lot. And there were comments that went along with those posts that included this. This is a direct quote. Now let's address the problem, the needles, the feces, the garbage, the encampment, the open drug use, the erratic, violent behavior, the crime, the vandalism, the lack of safety. I don't disagree with Councillor Stevenson that all of those things are problems. However, where I vehemently disagree with what she did is that you can't attach photos. And I've said this in the podcast before. You can't attach photos of people, unbeknownst to them, and suggest that those people have committed crimes without evidence if you're a city councillor and a member of the London Police Services Board. You simply can't do it. That, to me, was an easy, no doubt, slam dunk, undeniable violation. A ridiculous series of choices. Before anyone asks, by the way, did I give Councillor Stevenson a chance to come on this podcast and discuss that series of choices with me and a response to this report? The answer is yes. She politely declined. That's fine. But that was clearly, clearly a violation. Now, you can decide for yourself as to how big a deal you think that is. But per the integrity commissioner, that office says, and there's a couple of lawyers who works there, who work there, or several lawyers who work there, they say, you know what, this means that council should reprimand, publicly reprimand this person for their actions. I don't think that's unfair to say London City Council cannot have people posting photos and saying that Londoners are committing crimes without evidence. Can't do it. Can't have it. Now the question is, how do they actually go ahead and handle it? What do they do here? Because here's what Councillor Stevenson has said about this publicly. She says that she was not given proper notice as to the investigation of the September 23rd social media post with the photos. So here's what she put on her, on her Twitter account about this, and I'm going to read some quotes from it. And you, again, good listener, get to decide how much you care about this. And hey, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't think it matters at some point why someone did something or what the process was like. It just matters. Hey, did you do this? Yes or no? Is this a violation? Yes or no? Then let's decide. So here's what she posted about the violation. It was part of a, a lengthy Twitter thread. They were already doing... Investigation A, mind you, when the issues surrounding Investigation B 
were uh, brought to the forefront. She wrote, In the process of coming to this conclusion, the Integrity Commissioner did not adhere to the Code of Conduct for Members of Council Complaint Protocol and found me in breach of the Code of Conduct prematurely and without due process. In the Code of Conduct for Members of Council Complaint Protocol, it states, 5.1, The Integrity Commissioner will proceed as follows except where otherwise required by the Public Inquiries Act 2009. Serve the complaint and supporting material upon the member whose conduct is in question with a request that a written response to the allegation by way of affidavit or otherwise filed within 10 business days. As the member whose conduct was in question, I was not served the complaint, Stevenson says, nor any supporting material for the basis of the complaint before receiving a preliminary report. I was also not requested to file a written response to the an allegation within 10 business days. That may all be true, but did you know you were under investigation for your social media behavior? Yes, you did. You were aware of that. Did you get a report before the one that uh, wound up becoming public became public? Yes, you did. And from what I understand, and I'd love to ask the counselor this, but again, she has declined further comment. That's fine. Uh, From what I understand, she had a chance to weigh in between the time she received the draft report draft being the keyword, and the time the actual report was given to the complainants and to fellow members of council. And she did not do this. Now, the integrity commissioner acknowledged this in the report that was written. The integrity commissioner noted that, yes, this is what Councillor Stevenson says. Here's exactly what it says in the report. In her refusal to recognize the validity of our investigation, in particular with respect to the complaints regarding posts of homeless individuals, and her insistence on the strict language as fatal to our report belies a technical and unyielding approach. They're basically saying she's not sorry for what happened. It is important for members of council to recognize some responsibility to approach these issues, which affect the lives of so many, with sensitivity and care. If the counselor takes only this message away at the end of this experience, that would be a positive outcome. Here's some stuff from earlier in the report. Councillor Stevenson has taken the position that we did not properly initiate the latter complaints referenced in paragraph nine above. Those are the, the, the photos. So technically have failed to comply with the prescriptive requirements of London's complaint protocol. The protocol takes what we would describe as a litigative approach to, in investigating formal complaints. The code, however, begins with key principles and a framework for interpretation, which includes The code is to be given a broad liberal interpretation in accordance with the applicable legislation, the definition set out herein, and general intent and purposes. The service and filing of documents suggest a level of restrictive formality that interferes with the independent role of an integrity commissioner and integrity commissioner's responsibility to carry out the role by exercising the best practices of the profession. For example, 5.1 of the protocol fails to recognize the frequent need to clarify the content of initial complaints and to put complaints in a form which can lead to a focused investigation and carried out in the public interest. Regardless of the text in a protocol, the persons involved in an investigation, particularly the complainant, are entitled to procedural fairness. They are entitled to know the factors they are required to respond to and are given sufficient time to reply. Our standard report approach is to provide two weeks for initial response, but if reasonable extensions are requested, we agree to them. The rigidity of the city's protocol on its face would deny that interpretation, absent guidance for the liberal interpretation consistent with general intent and purposes. Councillor Stevenson was copied on the letter or the latter complaints of September 26, 2023 regarding the posts of homeless individuals. In fact, all of council was copied on some of these 
and the matter was discussed in person with her when we attended at London Council to provide ethical training on September 28, 2023. So there was conversation about this. There was an awareness that an investigation was going on. Regardless, Councillor Stevenson received our preliminary findings report on October 27, 2023, and had every opportunity to provide further explanation, defenses, or submissions on every aspect of our findings. Instead, she has opted to rely on the absence of formal written notice from us. In our view, it is appropriate to apply some level of flexibility, provided the member is not denied procedural fairness. And I don't think that happened here. You may disagree. Were we to have received the latter complaint in the circumstances where a complainant investigation was not already underway, a different approach would have been taken. That was not the case here. That's the integrity commissioner's response to that. I will note this. On my podcast, Deputy Mayor Sean Lewis and Mayor Josh Morgan talked about that particular complaint. And you can hear the episode yourself, but they talked about that complaint. And then that became their their conversation with me became part of a story at LondonNewsToday.ca. And I, I think other media outlets did similar things with other members of council publicly recognizing that, yes, there have been complaints filed about the photos of people who are homeless. So the idea that the integrity commissioner was somehow investigating this in secret and Councillor Stevenson didn't know, that doesn't hold water with me. Again, if you want to say that procedurally things were not correct, I just don't know if I care is my response. I don't know if that's relevant to me. Because if there was some sort of factor that the integrity commissioner has not recognized here that would have explained away posting photos of homeless Londoners on Twitter and accusing them of committing crimes, well... The floor is open, Councillor Stevenson. Come on this podcast, do it at council, hold a newser at City Hall, tell the integrity commissioner, I don't know, do whatever you want to do. But you've had your chance to file anything else, either in the court of public opinion or with the integrity commissioner and say, hey, look, here's why I did this. This is the mitigating factor. And that has not been in any of the responses to this. So we have two things. One, she is acknowledging that she made those posts. And the integrity commissioner said those posts were a violation. That to me means violation. Two, if some sort of thing that the integrity commissioner missed would imply that there was not a violation here at all, you haven't presented that. And I've been more than willing to give everyone the opportunity who wants to talk about this. And we haven't heard it. So I have a very hard time with, well, the procedure wasn't followed, so therefore this entire thing is null and void. Does that work for criminal court? Yeah, it does. I, I think that's fine. Does that work here? Uh, I'm not so sure because no one's really proposing any real punishment, and that's the other thing. But no, we're talking about a reprimand from London City Council, a reprimand that I do think is going to come. And I don't know what the vi- final vote count's going to be, but I would be shocked, shocked if there weren't eight counselors this time who said, yeah, let's do the reprimand. Again, that was an embarrassment, what happened with the Michael Van Hole's complaint towards the end of that term. I don't anticipate going down this road again because all the ducks are going to be in a row, one would think.
and people are going to know, hey, that embarrassment has already happened. I don't know if I want to be on the other end of that sort of thing occurring again. And here's the other issue. This is not the end of investigations for Councillor Stevenson or various other members of council. I know there are some ongoing when it comes to treatment of staff, not just with Councillor Stevenson, to be clear, but other members. I know there are some investigations ongoing in regards to meetings, and, and that one is public. There was a discussion at the Unity Project with three members of a city committee. Councillor Rahman, Councillor Pribble, and Councillor Stevenson were all there. That, that was quorum at a committee. Uh, I think that that is a little bit ridiculous, that entire investigation, but whatever, it's an ongoing one. So we're not done the investigation trail here. And if a counselor looks the other way on what's happened with this one, what happens when other investigations perhaps come up with negative findings? Does that make that counselor look bad for looking the other way on the first of what could be multiple violations here? That's what I would wonder about. That's the, the calculus that I would be doing if I were a London City Councilor. Now, I know that there are going to be people listening to this right now and saying, well, Craig, they should take 90 days pay away from Councillor Stevenson for what she did. It was completely inappropriate. Uh, yeah, I would agree that it's completely inappropriate. But if the integrity commissioner is not saying, let's take away 90 days pay, I think it's very, very difficult for a member of council to say, let's go further than what the integrity commissioner has suggested here. Let's take this to the next level. Maybe somebody will. I don't know. But the integrity commissioner has laid out a response and that response says you should reprimand this counselor. And that to me tells us what we need to know about this situation is this is reprimand worthy. It's not loss of pay worthy. So I don't think you need to start any political battles over the loss of pay thing. Just listen to your integrity commissioner. That's what I would do. And that's exactly what I said when this was Michael Van Holst last time around. Just listen to the integrity commissioner you have on, you have on retainer. You're paying this person. Take their advice. So I don't know if loss of 90 days pay is going to happen here. And I had people saying, well, this could mean the end of her own council. It's, it's not going to mean that. It's not going to mean that. There's still three years left in this term, right? Like that's, that's not going anywhere. But here's the problem that I think counselors are, are, are currently facing. You have two options here because there are going to be people in this community who say, oh, this is Susan Stevenson's counselor colleagues and they're being hard on her because she's the only one telling the truth. Do with that what you will. I don't think that posting photos of people who are homeless and accusing them of crimes is the truth. I think that is very clearly a violation. So, but you have to deal with, there's going to be a, a constituency in wards all over the city, but especially in Ward 4. Who are going to say, oh, you guys are jerks. You're being mean to her. You're being, you're, you're picking on her. You're bullying her. That's going to be a thing that happens. But on the other hand, and this is where I stand on the issue. When council did not reprimand Michael Van Holst, they looked weak the last time we did this. Weak, weak, weak. I don't think you can do that again. I think it would make them look pretty pathetic. If they said, well, we're going to, for the second time, ignore what our integrity commissioner says about our rules. The, pay, the person we pay to enforce our rules, we're going to ignore their advice again and not do a reprimand here. I think that would make you look really weak.
it would just be messy. And I think that if I were on council, that's not the way I would want to look. And even if it's a, hey, you know, 7-7 tie again or whatever it winds up being, even if there are seven of you who voted for reprimand, if you don't get eight votes on this, you look weak. You look really weak. So that's what it would keep coming back to for me if I were making this decision at the council horseshoe. What happens next? Where do we go from here? I'm not exactly sure. I think that the working relationship between Councillor Stevenson and a lot of her colleagues is a negative one. Not everybody, but a lot of them. And I think that I, that's going to be something that I, I would have a hard time seeing getting any better in the next three years. But they've got to work together for the next three years. Everyone's got to go to the same office and sit around the same council horseshoe at the same city hall. So I don't know how they navigate that. That's up to them. But for the next three years, she's going to be there. She's going to be around. So we'll see how those relationships continue to evolve. But right now, it's a very negative, very toxic one. And you don't have to listen to just me on that. This is from last night's meeting. Here's Lynn Livingston talking about some comments that Councillor Stevenson made in regards to getting reports back about homelessness in the city of London. Mr. Mayor, I take great offense to the comments that were just made and I'd ask that you intervene and that we be spoken to respectfully. We have responded to the request of council with monthly reports. We indicated in those reports we would provide updates on what activities happen at the tables. That is what has happened every single month. In addition to that, we have brought forward to council clear plans for decision making. We also answer questions every single meeting. We do that and we have done that since February. To suggest that we are hiding something is disrespectful and patently untrue. If there are specific questions that people wish to have answered, council has a mechanism called motions, or they can ask us on the floor. I resent the implications. It is disparaging of staff. It is disparaging of our reputation. And I ask that you intervene in the discussion. With respect to the other, if council wishes to receive minutes, then direct us to do so, and we will provide them. So clearly, temperatures are running hot there. Very, very hot. And I don't know how that is going to impact the situation as far as working relationships going forward. I will say one more thing. And not everyone's going to like this, but I'm going to say one more thing about where this is at. I truly believe that Susan Stevenson is pushing for what she thinks is the best interest of her constituents. I don't agree with some of the methods and I don't agree with some of the places that she necessarily wants to get here. But I do believe she is pushing for what she believes is the best interest of her constituents. And further to that, there are a lot of her constituents who would agree with that, who feel the same way, who say, hey, you know what? Things have been real negative in our part of the city for a long time here and it's getting worse and she's the only person who's speaking out against that. 
That's that's the feeling there. I've talked to people who feel that way. They exist. They text the radio station that I'm on every day. If I bring up Susan Stevenson, I get multiple text messages on the classic rock line saying, well, Craig, I'm a big fan of Susan Stevenson. Those people are out there. The idea that she has turned her ward against her, that is naive thinking, folks. That is simply not true. Not accurate. Has she turned her council colleagues against her? Yeah. Are there people that would have supported her before that don't support her now? Yes. Are there people who very much believe that she's doing the right things here? Yes. And if you can't acknowledge that, I don't think you are properly assessing the situation. So she's doing what she thinks is best for the ward. I just think that she's misguided here. And I think that the way she's doing it is causing her more problems than she is going to solve. Because when it comes to the homeless things, it it comes back to this. There's a lot of, hey, this idea sucks coming from her. There isn't a lot of, hey, here's my good idea. Because when she puts ideas out there, stuff like, hey, the homeless should be arrested, when she's asked about it, when the rubber meets the road, she says, well, that's not what I really think, which is fine. I, I believe her when she says she doesn't really think that. But where are the real ideas then? That would be my question. If the idea that the city of London has sucks, what are the good ones? Because some of the points she makes regarding, hey, there's an overconcentration of social services in Old East Village. She's not wrong about that. That is true. I wholeheartedly agree with her on that. But when we're proposing putting stuff in places other than Old East Village, and there's still a problem there, it, you, you got to scratch your head and say, okay, what is, what is the right move then, counselor? What's the right way to go ahead and handle this? Because just saying, hey, this sucks and hey, this is bad and what if we were to arrest these people, if, if those are the ideas, that's not really productive at all, is it? That's not going to make the situation any better. And it certainly is not going to improve relationships between Councillor Stevenson and staff and her colleagues. Like there just has to be a little more thought put into, hey, what's actually wrong with this? And how would you make this better? How would you fix this? So I know the response to this is going to be, well, other counselors are just picking on her. Or the media is picking on her because she goes against whatever narrative it is. Uh, that, that's not it. And as I said, I, I understand on some levels where she's coming from, but the approach is, is, is way off in my estimation. And if the approach includes taking pictures of people and putting them on the internet and uh, implying that those people committed crimes, that approach is not only worthy, but um, requiring, in my estimation, a harsh rebuke from other members of the London City Council because it takes the entirety of what that body is trying to do with homelessness and, and puts it in jeopardy. I, I really believe that to be true. So we'll leave that there. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Craig Needles podcast, which of course can be found at London News Today. .ca, classicrock981.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Craig Needles Podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network.